Welcome to Season 3 of I'm Not Targeting, You're Targeting. I'm Garrett McMillan, a new sophomore on this year's Alabama baseball team, and thanks to our new NIL regulations, I can be paid a nominal amount to promote this podcast. A very nominal amount. Is there another word for less than nominal? Just stick to the script, Garrett. Okay. Tom and JT will be rambling on about SEC football again this year with a high lean on the Crimson Tide. Hey, have you guys ever considered I'm not bucking, you're bucking? Garrett, the script. Okay. Here are your hosts, Tom and JT. Welcome to Season 3. Welcome in to episode 19 of I'm Not Targeting, You're Targeting. Unfortunately, the, the episode is named Playoffs Leave Bama Behind, as all of you tuning in knows that. But before we get any deeper into what we're going to talk about, I'm half of your host team, JT, along with Tom. Tom, how you doing? Fine. I don't even know if I can be considered half a host team tonight. I'm, I'm only a, a partial man from uh, this time last week. Partial, partial. I lost it. I laid it all out on the line this weekend, and we come up empty. Yeah, we did, and uh, monetarily as well. (laughs) (laughs) We have a bad habit, listeners, of uh, wagering on the team that we think uh, can do us damage. For instance, wagering on the team that we would play in a playoff game. Uh, and and happy to lose that. <laughs> and if and if we we win our wager, we're we're sad we're out. But at least we have a little bit of residual money uh, to show for it. It absolutely backfired on Saturday. We yeah. uh, we we stepped out there and 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 made a made a, a little wager on TCU, thinking you know they're going to win. But if they don't win. We have an excellent shot of getting in. Well, guess what? They didn't win. We lost our wager, and we still didn't get in. So it was the worst of the worst. Yeah, it's going to be one of those. I think my worst beat ever. I didn't know what I was doing when I was betting. This was back in college. Not that I know what I'm doing now. But early, I guess on Saturday, I liked a pro game that was going to be played on Sunday. And I took, uh, I took them at, at minus three. And then I think I found out somebody was out, and I was like, "Oh crap!" And I can't—you can't cancel a bet. So I'm like, "I'm going to take the other side." Well, the line had dropped to one and a half, and I did not do the math. <laughs> so I took plus one and a half minus three. The game oh, ended no. nineteen to seventeen. It involved the Bears. I don't remember the other team. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it, <laughs> oh, that's I learned, horrible. I learned really quick that if you're gonna if you're gonna hedge, recover yourself. You better you better double check, but. And, and like, yeah. and and so that's what we we thought. We talked about it, and we're like, okay, well, TCU, you know, if they win, we'll we'll get a little windfall of cash. If they lose, we're we're probably in the playoffs. And I, I really felt like we would be based on USC lost. And I mean, Twitter blew up. They're like, well, Ohio State's in. Ohio State's in. And I'm like, okay, well, heck, you know, USC is going to drop. And here's what. You know, if rankings went out every day, and I, this is the last thing I'll say, and I'll let you get into the commentary because I think we're going to, as we talked about off air, we're going to talk about the same thing. If the rankings came out daily, I think we might have made the playoffs because if so, so the USC game was played Friday night, USC loses. If the rankings, like I said, updated at, at midnight every night, so in the morning when you woke up, you had new rankings, it would have been Georgia 1, Michigan 2. TCU three, Ohio State four, Bama five, Tennessee six, and USC, you know, wherever they decided to put them. So then when TCU lost, I think it would have been easier to drop them a couple of spots back. But as we all know, they didn't drop a damn spot. Okay, start your start your commentary, or I'm gonna take up the line share of time browbeating what I just said. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm also going to jump on that train. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I'm going to, I'm not going to 
plow through all my stuff because I feel like you and I are going to cover some of the same topics. So I'm going to just, I'm going to talk a little and then I'm going to toss it to you. So, but I, you know, ultimately I think the committee this year of all years, and, and yes, we have some Bama bias and that sort of thing, but this year of all years, I think it was pretty blatantly obvious that they were not interested in, in actually getting the best teams in the playoffs. Uh, this year was a resume-based year. This year was a public opinion-based year. This year was a political year. This year was a most deserving one-loss or no-loss team in a Power 5 year. I think there was a lot of things that you can say there, but I don't think there's anybody in the country that can honestly say that they thought that TCU was better than all the teams behind them. I'm not talking about just one team or two teams. I'm I'm saying if you line up TCU on a neutral site field, you know, how many teams are they are they favored over that are ranked behind them? Or, or let, let's ask it a, a different way. How many teams behind them are they underdogs to? I think that number's at least, at least half a dozen. Yeah, yeah. It'd be, you know, it would be very interesting to see, as we've talked about, that, you know, Tennessee is a different team without Hooker. But I would be interested to see what Vegas would have to say with a Joe Milton-led Tennessee team in a playoff atmosphere versus TCU, who would they favor? Because I'm not sure Tennessee's not the favorite. They might be. No, I, definitely, I know, I know definitely for, us. I know for a fact we are. Yep. Uh, USC's going to be favored over them. Agree. Clemson will be favored over them. Agree. Penn State will be favored over them. Agree. Oregon's likely favored over them. Ohio State's favored over them. Um, I'm, I'm having trouble recall. I didn't come fully prepared. I just kind of threw that off, so I'm trying to think of who else. I mean, heck, let's just look at the Utah at the I, SEC. You know, uh, I don't know. Utah, Oregon, Washington? I don't I, know. Yeah, you Oregon know? for sure, I think. You know, th- I think we hit on half a dozen there. Well, and then – Look at it this way, What'd Tom. You... They, K-State was 13th, if I'm not mistaken, uh, going into Saturday, and it was a one-and-a-half-point line. So basically, yeah, if you're ranked 12th – Yeah, if you're ranked 12th or better, if you're ranked between four, which they're at three, and if you're ranked between four and 12, at minimum you're going to be a pick if not outright favored. And yet yeah. they're one of the top four teams in the country. It's, it's just disgusting. Yeah. It is. It is. And and I, I tell you, this is uh this is the year that the committee really lost a lot of credibility with me. Um they they could have they could have saved their face in my eyes by by dropping TCU just one spot. All they needed to do was drop them to fourth. And and I'm not so mad that we we didn't get in. Uh, because we knew it was a long shot. A two-loss team has never been in there. We we have not been yelling this whole time that it's been egregious. We were we were th- hoping things would go our way so we mm. could get in, and basically things went as well as as we could have. Um, but they could have come out and said, "Hey, we're we're not comfortable putting a two-loss team in there when there's a one-loss team from a Power Five conference." I, I I would respect them for that, uh, but don't don't sit there and blow smoke up my ass and tell me that the smartest people in this room of sports fanatics and uh, authoritarians on the sport are sitting there and telling me that TCU is unequivocally better than not just Bama but all the teams we just talked about this right behind them. That that's the part that that really miss me because that's the card that they play i always listen to the to the uh representative i don't know if they call him the commissioner or the chairperson yeah, the or chair, whatever the chair boo whatever yeah. boo, boo corgan right so i always listen to their explanation after that and you know he he basically said yeah that, that, that's you know they we thought they'd done enough that's 
that's BS. Uh, they never, they they have they just basically said that they were the they were better than all the teams behind them, and we all know that's incorrect. And and I don't listen to Paul Feinbaum anymore. I just it, it's not really a sports show. Not good for your health. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I heard, you know, a lot of people, it was either on Twitter or something where I was seeing where, where Feinbaum was ranting that Alabama shouldn't get in and, you know, TCU's definitely getting in, but then he gets put on the spot and, and, and ask him who's, who's the better team or who's favored. And he says, Oh, Alabama by far. And I think that's the same. I think that's the approach the committee made and, and that's not what they're supposed to do. You know, there's, they're supposed to get the four best teams in the country. That, in the that is their ultimate charge, and from what I have, from what I know, and what I've read of their bylaws, the ultimate charge for them is to get the best four teams, and that's why they, the the reason they said that from the outset, that gave them the wiggle room to not necessarily put four conference champions in. You know, and and, that's that's, right. and, and that, nobody wants that. We want to see the best teams. We want to. And, you know, if you're going to go by resume, which is what they did this year, then you are effectively telling the teams, hey, quit going out there and playing these difficult non-conference games. Don't do it. Just yep. just play in your conference and make sure you have one or zero losses because that's what they're doing. And, and the same could be said, this is – yeah, once it's uh you know there's a question in the room, but once you do it twice, and what I'm talking about is a few years ago when they they leaped Ohio State over Penn State, who had beaten Ohio State mm-hmm. by the way in the year, and Penn State was the conference champion, but Ohio State had the one behind their name, and Penn State had the two. If that's what you want to say, have the balls to tell us. Exactly. Yeah, you know, just tell us if you if you if you're gonna have two losses, you're not. And and we all thought that was maybe a one off, and there was a lot of discussion. But they did the exact same thing this weekend, and luckily this committee won't be formed long enough for this to come to fruition, where you know uh, what's coming. But in the future, if this committee was to stay in place for any length of time. And I'm talking about going to a 12-team playoff, as everybody knows, instead of sticking with a four. But if this four-team playoff continued for any length of time, I would absolutely quit playing non-conference showcase games. I mean, that they've set the precedent, hey, just don't lose but one game and you're yeah. going to be in the discussion. Uh, and by the way, TCU's non-conference this year, Colorado and Tarleton. Do you know where Tarleton's at? Is that are you for real? Yeah, they played Tarleton. Tarleton? They did. Do you know I where they're at? Never heard of that. I had neither tell their schedule. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm not. So they played the Tarleton Texans. Well, let me guess in, what uh, state they're in. They're, are they in Ohio? <laughs> uh, I think uh, Cleveland. He was from <laughs> Dallas, from Texas. <laughs> Classic. Well, you know, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm certainly not. Here, here's, here's one thing that really stood out to me. Okay, one, we've all been accustomed to, like you were alluding to, a team losing and them simply dropping in the rankings. They, they just, they just do. And I can understand the logic sometimes of a team not dropping based on who they play and the uh, outcome of the game, how it was decided, that sort of thing. I've always held that belief that that's something that should be considered, but it's never been implemented. Never. No, no, no. And and this and this Saturday would not have fallen into the classification for a game that I said that would say you shouldn't drop when you're playing a uh, you know a nine and three team in your conference for the championship who's ranked thirteenth. This is not a you know what I'm referring to is let's say one versus two and two's on the road at one and they go to overtime and lose. I could just find not dropping two in that situation. But you know what? They have dropped two every every year yeah, they that, do. that the polls have been in existence. Two has dropped. Yep. And yep. 
for, for them not to drop, and they're supposed to be the favorite now. You know, it's not like they were playing the underdog role to some powerhouse, and it was like they should have won in the last... No, they're, they're the undefeated team. They're the team that is supposed to be on top of the world. They're the one that's supposed to be setting the precedent of how good they are to be in the playoffs, yet they lose. That's even more of a reason for them to drop, and, and, and they stayed put. And and I think so. If you're listening, I you I think you, we've both made it clear. But if we haven't, I want to make it clear. We're we're fine with not making the playoffs. I, I'm fine with it. We had our chances, and like um like I said today, you know we had we've got five games that everybody's circling. Okay, of course our two losses. That's two of them. And then they're they're circling well at Texas. Because uh, TCU played at Texas, and uh, some like well, and TCU on Twitter they were bragging about how well, we we you know we beat Texas worse than y'all did, and I'll get to that in a second. So that's the third game they're circling. They're circling the Texas A&M at at Tuscaloosa game, and then they're circling Bama at Ole Miss, and we won those games in order: Texas by two, and T, uh, excuse me, A&M by four, and Ole Miss by six. So let's get back to the Texas head to head. So I, I didn't keep up with TCU this year. I'm like, well, how bad did they beat Texas? They beat them by seven. <laughs> I mean, we beat them by two. They beat them by seven. I, I'm listen. I'm I'm pretty good at math. I understand fully that seven is larger than two. But you know what else is larger is let's say that LSU had fallen down on the two point conversion and we'd have won by one. Okay, Tennessee beat them by 27. I think 40 to 13. Okay, 27 and 1, that's a big difference. 7 and 2 is nothing in my opinion. Uh, you know. Yep. And they they keep talking about how well, you know, Bama barely beat A&M, look at A&M. Okay, well, a couple of things. One, A&M was not off the rails when they came to Tuscaloosa. They had A-Chain, they had Moose Muhammad, neither one of those players played at Auburn when Auburn beat them 13 to 10. They only had one loss, and that was to Mississippi State, I think. I don't remember who they played that they had lost. Yeah, they should have lost Arkansas. Then they did lose. Well, actually, they had the, the non-conference loss to uh, App State, maybe. And it, one thing that's never mentioned, we played our backup quarterback against them. Mm-hmm. Does anybody think if Bryce Young had not got hurt against Arkansas and he was healthy – do we? Do you not feel that we'd have beat them by more than four? Yeah, not only our backup, but the backup with the first time ever starting a game. Yeah, and we still we won a conference game, and then at Ole Miss, okay, they were kind of reeling, and Lane was hot and heavy with the Auburn job. We won. We won the game. We we went on the road and we beat a ranked team, number eleven, one spot away from the top ten, as we've discussed in other podcasts. So the, the games that they circled. You know, of course, the two losses. But back to back to the, you know, I said we didn't have really have a major problem with Bama not being in the playoffs. Okay, but the three games that that the three wins that they've circled the two point win, the four point win, the six point win. I would like to ask the committee. Let's say that Bama beat Texas by fourteen, we beat A and M by twenty one, and we beat Ole Miss by seventeen. Would that have changed anything? And I, I don't know that it would or would not have, but it would have been a better conversation because then they could say, look, guys, they played five road teams, five road games against ranked teams, and th- they went three and two, and the three were all double-digit wins, and the two losses were at the last second. So, I, you know, would it have mattered? I don't know. But the main thing well, is let, the dropping. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, let let me tell you what's really egregious about this scenario because I'm, I'm not through on this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not either. So, Trust me. Oh, good. So, so let and they asked the committee about keeping Ohio State at uh, four as well, and the chair said, and he mentioned, you know, it was a one-score game in Michigan late, and it got out, you know, got got out of control late, and and, and I agree, I agree with that. It, it definitely did, and it got me thinking. So I went and looked. Ohio State was down four going into the fourth quarter versus Michigan, and then they were still only down one touchdown with seven and a half minutes to play in that game. Okay, they everybody knows they end up losing out of 
Ohio State's other uh, 11 wins, they never won a game by less than double digits. Not one. And that included wins over Penn State, which is, and I'm going to use final rankings here because I think that's most important. That included a final ranking win over number nine Penn State and number 19 Notre Dame. All right, just, just absorb that. That's, that's very similar to Alabama's 2020 run when we beat every team by double digits except mm-hmm. for the one. Luckily, we end up winning all of them, but every team. And so they had the same thing except for Michigan, and they were really in a back-and-forth game with Michigan in the fourth quarter until it, you know, those late turnovers got out of control and it, and it was over. Conversely, TCU, they either had a one-score game or less, I say or less, uh, zero to seven points, let's say that. They had a zero to seven point win, or they come from behind to win in the second half in all of the following games, all of them now. SMU, Kansas, Oklahoma State, number 11, Kansas State, West Virginia, Texas Tech, Number 21, Texas, Baylor. And then they lost their last one to number 11, Kansas State. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games. One score or less, including one loss. Okay, nine. They did not win their conference. So Ohio State beat everybody by double digits except for the number two team in the country who they were in a one-score game with late, versus TCU, who also did not win their conference, has an identical record, struggled to beat nine games, lost one of them, struggled in nine of them to put somebody away, and the committee is going to leave Ohio State behind them? You know who should be furious here? Georgia. Georgia, absolutely. Ohio State is legitimately one of the top two teams in the country, maybe three. Uh, I mean, Michigan may be that good. Uh, Michigan had kinks all year. I mean, they, they got through the year, kudos to them, but they didn't beat. And they played the same teams Ohio State did. Uh, Ohio State was blowing them out in, in, in Michigan got into some slugfest with a couple of teams. Illinois comes to mind. Penn State comes to mm. mind. Those yeah. those teams come to mind, but I'm not I'm not taking anything away from Michigan, but I'm just I'm just sitting please sitting there the the committee played misdirection with Ohio State at the end comparing them to Alabama when they should have been comparing them to TCU because there's no way any logical person could flip-flop them with them having the identical record. Zero. And we all know what happened. That's why, again, I am so ticked at the committee because this is that in itself was a political statement. That in itself was, hey, we don't want Ohio State and Michigan to play again in the first round. That's what that was. And that's not what this committee is supposed to do. This committee, one, is supposed to get the four best teams in the country, and two, they're supposed to rank them accordingly, and they failed on both those fronts. Failed. Yeah. That one is the most egregious to me, that Ohio State is not three. There is no excuse. There is no defense for that, particularly. That that was the whole thing about you know dropping one point or whatnot, but I, I don't know how you justify that. And that question was not brought up because everybody in the country Everybody in the country was concerned with leaving Alabama out. It was the concern of keeping Alabama out versus TCU. And when TCU stopped at three, I just, my jaw hit the ground. I'm like, there is no way that Ohio State is a, on paper, on eye test, to the blind man, you know, rubbing their, his hands across the faces of each player, they lose <laughs> every one of them. Yeah, every one of them. Uh, I don't. I don't. I. 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 I would challenge anybody to create an argument that TCU should be ranked ahead of Ohio State. I, I don't. I can't find one one shred of evidence. 
No, I, I can't either. I mean, they got the the same record, only uh, one less win for Ohio State. And there's a lot of information that's flowing through my head, and I'm sure I'll miss some of it. But, you know, they asked, they asked Boo Corrigan about, I think Reese did, about how, well, you know, we see you got TCU at three and, and Ohio State at four. Did you not want a rematch between T, uh, Ohio State and Michigan? And Boo said that that was never mentioned in the room. That what? Was a lie. What? You're telling me <laughs> that if Alabama and Auburn were in the top four teams, that it would never be mentioned that, hey, we don't want to put these two guys together again, do we? <laughs> you know, if that was never uh, mentioned, these guys don't know football at all and shouldn't have been in that room. No. Well, here, here's what I want to. Here's the point I want to drive home, and then I'll get to my chart because I, I did some Tom Sims uh, research that you. I mean, you'll be proud of the chart is, that's in front of me right now. But here's why. Here's the ultimate reason why. Well, I've got two reasons. I posted this on Tider Insider today. I don't know if you read Tider Insider. If you if you do, you know what I'm about to say. There, there's two reasons why they left TCU at three and Ohio State at four. Reason one is they did not want to match up Ohio State and Michigan again. I don't know if they just didn't think the, the public wanted it or if they thought it would be unfair to Michigan. That's 10% of the reason, 10% out of 100. 10% they didn't want to rematch. But, you know, if the reason is, well, we don't want to be unfair to Michigan, no, the number one team is who you're not supposed to be unfair to. They have earned the number one ranking. They get to select where they the, where they play. And trust me when I tell you, TCU is looked at the same way we looked at Cincinnati last year, the same way we looked at Notre Dame every year they have made it. The, every, the other three teams are dying to get to play Notre Dame. They're dying to get to play Washington, Michigan State. They're dying to get to play Cincinnati because that's the weak link. You're dying to play TCU this year. There's, there's three teams. And I'm, TCU could win. They could beat Michigan. They could win the whole thing, but they shouldn't. They're, they're by far the, – right now you go to Vegas and you bet on, on the, the four teams – Georgia's going to probably be even money. Michigan's probably going to be close to even money because they know they're going to get there. Ohio State is your next favorite. Ohio State playing Georgia is going to be a lesser, is going to be better money or worse bang for your buck than TCU, even though TCU plays a lesser opponent. So back to the reason why, the ultimate reason why TCU stayed at three is this right here. If you move TCU to four, like you alluded, okay, then that brings into question, okay, well, obviously TCU four, Bama five. So that was the last spot, and TCU edged out Bama. Okay, so what do you do? TCU has to travel to Atlanta to play Georgia, okay? And everybody thinks that – everybody thinks Georgia could beat Bama. Georgia should beat Bama. We always say, you know, if you play ten times – how many times would you beat a team? Like last year, I think a healthy Bama and a healthy Georgia, it's probably five five and five or six and four one way or another. Do you agree with that? Uh yes. Yes. <clears throat> you know, I would lean six to four Bama, maybe seven to three Bama. This year, if we played Georgia ten times, I would say it would be eight, two, nine and one, with the possibility of being ten and oh. I don't think it'd be ten and oh, but I definitely think Georgia would get the better of us this year. Do you agree with that? Not as lopsided as you got it, but yes, it's definitely. I would say this year, uh, six and four, seven and three. Okay, well, well, you know that's fine. I said eight and two uh, was a possibility, so well, I'm just one off there. Okay, what you would you said say? Ten TCU? and zero was a possibility. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> what that's do you not think? Um, what do you think TCU versus Georgia would be this year? Uh, yeah, uh, ten and zero. Ten at nine at nine and one at best, right? At 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 worst, yeah. Nine yeah. Okay, so here's and back to the reason. If they put TCU at four, they're immediately going to be compared to Bama when they play Georgia because people are like, well, you know, I think Georgia would beat Bama, and Georgia might beat them by you know ten to fourteen, maybe even twenty one points. But there is a chance Bama could beat Georgia because Bama has some stud athletes on both sides of the ball. And when TCU goes to Atlanta and gets beat forty-two to seven, the 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 cry from the masses that the 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 committee didn't want to didn't want to deal with it. It's just like the referees; they don't want to be booed. The committee did not want to be second guessed. See, the the games are on uh, December thirty-first this year. The committee did not want to wake up on January the first and be second guessed with why they put 
TCU at full. Why they put TCU in instead of Bama and putting them against Michigan? If Michigan blows them out, oh well, because it's not Georgia, it's not the SEC. So, but like you said, Georgia, there's there's two teams that can beat Georgia in the playoffs: Michigan and Ohio State. And Georgia's going to have to play both of them. And now Michigan, you know, there's 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 two teams that can beat Michigan in the playoffs, and Michigan's only going to have to play one of them. You know, whoever wins the 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 Georgia uh, Ohio State game, and I think Georgia beat them. I think Georgia will outmuscle them, but it's not outside the realm of possibility that Ohio State wins this ball game. I mean, if what if C.J. Stroud just catches fire and throws four touchdowns and runs another one? You know, oh, they, I mean, Georgia's going to be in for a battle. I have said this from from the beginning. I think Ohio State is a tougher matchup for Georgia than Michigan would be. Um, Ohio State has a decent enough defense to keep Georgia in check. And and I've harped on this many times this year that, that Georgia has struggled with top defensive teams. Now, obviously, that, that lends itself to favor Michigan. But what you have to do against Georgia is, one, you have to play tough defense, which you can't, but you have to be able to score. And Michigan's offense is definitely better than it was last year. But is Michigan's offense as good as Ohio State's offense? No, uh, no, they, they, so. no, I don't think so. And so I think that team gives Georgia the most trouble. And, and here's the thing: the lines come out for the for the playoff games, and Georgia's a seven point favorite, and Michigan's a ten. At least when it opened, I don't know if it's moved. Yeah, much I hadn't or not. checked. But logic tells you that that should be opposite. The yeah, committee yeah. should have seeded the teams where the number one team is favored by more than the number two team is favored over the number three team. <laughs> absolutely. That's, you know, and, and they and they dropped the ball on that. I mean, it's just absolutely. And I'm not saying they dropped the ball. I think it was purposeful and egregious, and that's why it just makes me so mad about how this whole thing went down. I, I actually looked at one other thing, and I'm just going to run it by you uh, real quick. Um, there are 13 committee members. There's one guy on the committee from the SEC. He's from Kentucky. There are three representatives from the Big Ten. There are two from the Big 12. One each from the ACC, the Pac-12, the Big Sky. There are two independents, Notre Dame and Navy, respectively. There was one of the Big Ten guys that was a dual. I think it was a Big Ten guy. He was dual for a Big Ten squad and Notre Dame. And then there were two non-Division One affiliates in there. I, I don't want to... I'm not screaming impropriety because, again, we're not talking about... We're not talking about as much as Alabama being left off as we're talking about the misseeding of Ohio State and TCU. But I do find it interesting that there are two Big Ten teams and one Big 12 team in there, and a five out of the 13 heads in that building are affiliated with those conferences. Mm-hmm. And again... I, I've never even considered looking at committee men, members before this year, but the egregiousness of the ranking of uh, Ohio State below TCU, um, again, that's that's a huge disservice to Georgia, a huge disservice. And if if that played into it, I'm sorry. You, you know, I don't, I don't know uh, how, how this goes down, but... Um, I don't. I don't know how the committee members are selected either. Uh, it, it's it, and I know it's a tough. It's a tough job to select committee members to try to get non-biased opinions when all of them are affiliated with either a conference or a team or both, obviously. Um, to, because and and they know the game, or else they wouldn't be on the committee. So I understand the. 
I understand the difficulty it is in in getting a group of sort of unbiased folks, but when you're talking about the playoffs consisting of every year from four or five conferences, wouldn't it be prudent to have a quality in the representation there? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would... I would just think from an impropriety standpoint, just from the optics of it, you've got 13 spots. Put two SEC reps in there, two Big Ten, two Big 12, two Pac-12, two ACC. See me right off the top, the Big Five, you know. Uh, yeah. You know I look at a lot of football. And then you can put three <laughs> of whoever you want on there. Yeah. Um, but it's Put a, times put a like wise these. guy from Vegas. And you know what? Put a sensible fan, Tom. Put a sure. sensible fan. I know we're Bama homers, but I could be sensible. I promise you I could. If Tennessee would not have lost to uh, USC as bad as I hate Tennessee, I would have told a committee, you're crazy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to filibuster this thing until you put Tennessee in TCU's place. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm a sensible yeah. fan. Three, three things, then we'll kind of move on to something else. You know, the portal opened up today. We'll talk a little bit about it. Then we can kind of talk about the games. But – you mentioned about whose offense is better, you know, Michigan or Ohio State, and I agree it was Ohio State. But I heard a I heard a stat today on the radio, and they said, you know, outside of five plays for uh, Michigan, they averaged three yards a play against Ohio State. <laughs> and I'm like, I started laughing. I'm like, uh, Miss Lincoln, outside of the assassination, how did you enjoy the play? <laughs> I mean, you've got you, you got to take everything into account, you know. Hey, what's to say Michigan won't bust five more plays on them if they play again? And we talked about how, you know, Georgia's got to be furious. Dude, how mad are you if you're USC? Like, if I'm Lincoln Riley, I'm calling the committee out, and I'm going to say, what's the difference? We lost, and we dropped. Like, what, what would have happened if, um, you know, hindsight being 50-50, two cents to Pat Dye, what – you know, if, if Lincoln had to do over, I would say, you know what, guys, if I had to do over uh, Friday morning, I would have called um, the commissioner and said, hey, we've got 15 guys out with COVID. We're not going to be able to play and just yep. not play. And if it's that's a right. loss, that's if it's a loss, that's fine. Put a loss down. But you didn't see us get beat, <clears throat> so you don't know how it would have ended. And they only lost to Utah by one in regular season at Utah. Mm-hmm. So they've got to be very mad too. Sure. No, I, I think all, all those are – all those are are legitimate, and they and they dropped like a rock. I mean, they they dropped four or five spots, did they not? I mean, yeah, they ended yeah. up number eight or nine or something well, like that. You know, from speak, all the way speaking from three of drops. And, and and here's the thing: this this committee has done. By gosh, if Bama's number one, two, it, it don't matter. If we're number two next year, and we go down to Auburn, and Auburn's ranked number five, and they beat us by one point, we better not drop. Because right, exactly. you didn't drop, you didn't drop TCU. But that's that was the the chart, and I, I can put this out on Twitter. Okay, so I looked at eleven games, and I know it'd be much easier for if this was visual, but I'll try to go as slowly and succinctly as I can. Okay, because I was looking at what well, you know. As soon as they didn't drop, I, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to see other high profile games that teams that got beat, ranked versus ranked and see how many spots they dropped. So I had to use the coaches poll on the first four. So Bama went to Tennessee, and I wish I'd have written down what the uh, what the ranking was of uh, the team that we played. I mean, I know Tennessee was probably five, four, five, six, something at the time. Uh, so they were, you know, it's it a top ten matchup. So Bama went to Tennessee. We were number one in the coaches poll. We lost by three. We dropped five spots. Oklahoma State went to TCU. They lost by three. They dropped four spots. USC went to Utah. They lost by one. They dropped six spots. They went from six to 12. Oklahoma State went from seven to 11. Okay, we're still in the coaches poll. Last one. K-State went to TCU, lost by 10. They dropped five spots. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tennessee, now we're, now we're at CFP. So now, we, now we're in the precedent. You know, we're, now, we're, now we're comparing apples to apples. Tennessee went to Georgia, lost by 14. They dropped five. They dropped four spots. They dropped from one to five. I'm going to skip the next one and go down to Clemson at Notre Dame. <clears throat> they lost by 21. They dropped six. Tennessee at South Carolina, lost by 25. They dropped five spots. Ohio State versus Michigan, 
There's only two games I looked at that were home teams. Ohio State got trounced by 22 at home versus Michigan. They they only they only dropped three spots. Now here's the one though that is very puzzling. Clemson lost at home to South Carolina, and they only dropped one spot. Like what was the committee trying to do there? Why did it was Clemson's second loss? They dropped from eight to nine. Like why did they exactly only drop them they, one spot? I know exactly what they were trying to do there. In, trying in to slip them of, back in if if in if, case if of chaos, chaos reigned, they could keep Bama out with an ACC champ. I I agree, hundred percent. That's exactly what I was thinking. Now let me get to the game I skipped, and because I think these two games match up almost almost perfectly. Okay, Bama travels to LSU. It's a top ten matchup. <clears throat> we lose by one in overtime. We drop three spots again. Listen to this very closely. Bama travels to LSU, so we're away from home. We lose by one point in overtime. We drop from six to nine, three spots. TCU plays K-State. Of course, this is a neutral site, but TCU is not at home. They lose by three in overtime, and they drop zero spots. It is, it, like you said, a number of times, it's egregious. It's terrible the way they have done. I'm not. We're not saying Bama deserves to be in the playoffs, but by gosh, TCU does not deserve to be three. I'm going to ask you one last question before we get off here because you obviously know my position on everything. So did you watch all the Kansas State-TCU game? Yes, did. I did. Okay. So when Kansas State, they, they took the lead, Made a stop on T a three and out stop on TCU. They were they they took the lead by four. I think they went up twenty one seventeen, and they TCU got out on the field, stuffed them three and out. They were playing good defense, stuffed them three and out, got the ball back, drove it all the way down the field in like five plays, seventy five yards, scored a touchdown, went up twenty eight to seventeen. This was probably late. Third, mid third, mid to late third, mm-hmm. 28-17. They kick off to TCU. Three and out again, TCU. Back to back three and outs when and Kansas State is just going through them like butter. And then they drop the, the ensuing punt to give TCU yeah. a short field to cut it back. Mm-hmm. My question is this Is the committee's rankings any different? if Kansas State hangs on to the 11-point lead? Because I thought at that point, the way they were moving it, they were up 11. If they were getting the ball back, I mean, they very well could have went down and went up 14 or even 18 at that point, the way they were playing. Mm-hmm. But but let's just say they, they didn't, but they didn't muff a punt or whatnot, and they win by 11. Are the rankings the same? Uh, I, think it, I think they are. I, unfortunately, I think they are. Everybody I heard in the public, and of course, this is people, again, when when the public starts talking, particularly your pundits, your your affiliates with the stations, your conferences, and they're saturating Twitter and everything, every one of them said, this game means nothing. You know, they, they stay, I think the, the, the rankings are set, TCU's in, regardless of the outcome. And that I, I I feel like they were pressured in that 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 manner. I really mm-hmm. do. And uh, yeah. I, I think this year ended up being a political uh, ranking at the end of the year. And and I, I think college football deserves better. Barrett Salee, you know that name, I guess, don't you? Talking I head. Uh, yeah. I think he married an Auburn lady, which is whatever. Um, you know, it happens to the best of us, Tom. Yeah, Tiffin. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, so he's a talking head. They wield more power than maybe, or maybe they know how much power they wield, but they they have power. So Saturday morning, of course, USC's game's on Friday night. Saturday morning, before kickoff of anything, Barrett Salee tweets out, well, the teams are now set. You know, basically putting that seed out there that, hey, guys, TCU, TCU, TCU. So now I guess we have kind of a, a... segued into where Bama belongs in over TCU. But that was the last point I have. It, it kind of – you said if they hang, hang on and win by 11. I, I worded it like this. Is there any scenario where Bama gets in? K-State wins 49 to nothing. Does Bama get in? 
I mean, I, I thought they should have been in Saturday. So I, I don't know what the the committees. And here and here's the thing with that that Salee tweet. None of that was out there prior to the USC game playing. Nobody uh-huh. said if USC loses, we we've got it set. Nobody said that. the The reality hit home after USC lost that game on Friday, Alabama fans started getting excited because there was an opportunity, an opportunity, and, and the, the most level-headed of us looked at it like that. I think I text, after the game, I think I texted several of the people that I talked to, and, and, and I simply just said, heartbeat. <laughs> Hold yeah, on. Yeah. I got a funny story on that, too. But, uh, and, and, you know, so it was never we're that short we, we were time, locked. Um... Of course we are, um, but but you know, no, it was never mentioned before then. But as soon as Alabama got a little hope, people started looking around and went, "Oh man, we we need to stomp this fire out." And I yep. think that's Absolutely. exactly what happened. And I think that's what happened. Well, it's good to be king, you know. And and I, I actually, you know, Vol Twitter has really been active on my feed. I don't follow these guys. I guess I've just liked enough and tweeted at people enough that it's showing up on my feed. But they were like they're just incensed that you know Tennessee's behind Alabama, and and I don't know if you've noticed or not, but the Heisman finalists came out and Hooker's not going to New York, <laughs> so they're, they're pissed at that now. <laughs> so um, you know, but I tweeted at a guy. I said, look, here's the deal. I said, if you want to say that Bama is better, if you want to say that Tennessee is better than TCU, I can get behind that. If you want to say Bama is better than TCU, I can get behind that. I cannot get behind TCU being in over either one of us. Like, I, I just – I can't. Like I'm, I'm the same way you are. They they put them in. It's like they're trying to right a wrong from 2014 when they put Ohio State in, when, when TCU and Baylor went into the last week of the season, and the Big 12 refused to declare a champion because they played the round robin and they had a tie break over – I don't remember the whole scenario, but it ended with a cluster and it ended with Ohio State making it and winning it all. And – they don't. They did not want Bama in there, and Georgia didn't want Bama in there. Nobody wanted us in there because they know, even though we have slopped around fifteen penalties, seventeen penalties, defensive pass interference over the past, they know that if we put our A game together, you're in trouble. I'm not saying we could win. Georgia looks damn strong right now, but if we put our A game together, defensively, offensively, special teams. It'll be a one-score game with any with any of the teams. Well, besides TCU, if we put our A game together with them, it would we'll, we'll be win we'll win by twenty-one. You know. Yeah. If if we put our A game together in the playoffs, the other team has to have their A game uh, to have a shot at beating us. Have to. Yeah. There's no yeah. They, you you can't go in there with a B plus versus Alabama's A game and, and expect to win. They're they're too nah, talented for sure. So. All right, well, we've beat that horse to death. So, uh, you know, the portal opened up today, and I saw a stat right before I got on about on Twitter. There's more and more players entering the portal every year, and there's only like a, there's only about a 40% rate of if you enter the portal, you get picked up. So I don't know, and I, I did tweet back at the guy. I'm like, what is happening to the other 60%? Are they hanging the cleats up? Are they dropping divisions? Are they going back to their team and are not counted as – getting picked up from the portal. I don't know. But, you know, one, and that was where I was going to go with um, with my commentary was a kid like Drake May, who's at North Carolina, you know, he got shellacked by Clemson over the weekend, and I guess North Carolina finished with four or five losses. He's not going to win the national title at, at North Carolina. You know, if, if Drake May jumps in the portal and there's no indication that he is, there's a lot of fire, a lot of smoke on the tide boards – because he was committed to us at one time, and I guess he is the, the Jalen Milrow class. And obviously he went to North Carolina and has been very good, you know, was talked about for the Heisman for a while. Uh, if he jumps in the portal, do you get that kid? Do you, you know, I mean, what do you do? And if you get that kid for one year, how many quarterbacks do you piss off? Because it's one thing to get a running back. Like we got Gibbs. Okay, but running backs, you're going to play, you know, we play three. We, we play mm-hmm. two significantly and number three will play in garbage time and number three might give a spell to you know might spell somebody Milrow got hurt and uh i'm talking about Milrow. uh gibbs got hurt and roy dell got a lot of a lot of touches you know roy dell scored in the iron bowl but when you when you pick up a quarterback from the 
from the portal and a quarterback like Drake May, the dude's going to start. So it's just interesting to see. Did you see Dion's speech to his new team? Oh, my gosh. How egregious was that? I would have been in the portal in the middle of that speech if I was on Colorado's team. That was awful. Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't believe How? the athletic directors would allow them to even put the video out there of that. I know. And, I mean, he said, I'm bringing baggage, and it's Louis. Okay, yeah. meaning, meaning Louis Vuitton, of course. Uh-huh. Like, how would that been how what if Charlie Strong went to Texas and had that speech? What if Kirby Smart went to Georgia and had that speech? What what if Hugh Freeze had that speech to Auburn? They, I feel like they'd be getting wrecked over the coals. I don't know why Dion is allowed to get away with it. No, and it's not the swag part of it, because that's always a swag, but he literally, literally sat there and told those players that uh some of you won't ever play here again because I'm bringing people at your position. Yeah. That's what yeah. he told them. And he and he said, point blank, if you need to go get in a portal, do it now. I'm like, holy cow, how are you making this? I mean, it was a absolutely egregious. He flat out told people in that room that there would be no competition for the position of anybody he brings in. That's what he told them. So he he effectively said, if I bring a player, you have no shot at competition. You can't get better. You can't show me that you're better. You you might as well just hit the portal. That that position's taken, and that that was that was absurd, really. Yeah, uh, I, I don't I I don't know how he's getting away with it. getting a pass by the media, at, at least. And I I don't know. For all I know, Feinbaum ripped him a new one, or Skip Bayless ripped him a new one. I don't listen to enough talk radio. I did travel. I had to go to Huntsville today, a little day trip. So I did get to listen to a lot of a lot of talk radio, which you know I appreciated. And they they're just they fell in line with uh, with TCU. They're, everybody's like, well, they got the right four teams in. They got the right four teams in, and most everybody admitted that uh, that they got the order wrong, or they at least hinted that they got the order wrong. <coughs> so, um, but I you know, Cohen, hey, let me uh, let me ask you yeah. this. So go you're ahead. talking about portal, and Alabama's had. Nine and right before this podcast happened, I hadn't even responded. My buddy Mickey uh, sent me a uh, a new name that apparently just hit the portal, JoJo Earl. Um, Man, I heard the rumor that he might. That's that's disappointing. It, it is, but but I'm not going to list all of them. But I'm gonna I'm gonna list six, and you tell me out of these six which two, if you had your druthers you would retain and let the rest go to the portal. Because the portal's a, uh, portal's a funky place. I mean, you if I'm Alabama or whoever, I probably have staff, Saban included, probably has to spend time re-recruiting some players. And that's unfortunate. But that's that's the that's the I mean that's the portal. But here here are the six players that I got written down. Uh Joe Jarrell, I just mentioned uh Treshawn Holden, Trey Sanders, Kyrie Jackson, Damian George, Javion Cohen. What two would I take back? What two would I want to take? Yep. To keep? Yep. Uh, I, definitely JoJo and I. I'd be between Cohen and Kyrie, but I guess I would take Cohen. He played. He's played a substantial amount of football. I'm really surprised he's in the portal. Yeah, Cohen was on top of my list as well, and I was I was actually leaning George uh, until JoJo hit it, and then I think you you and I are simpatico on that. Uh, Cohen and, and Earl uh, would be would be the two, but the, you know it's it's crazy how that that works with the portal, and like you said, how it affects your incoming freshmen. And I think Alabama learned a valuable lesson this year. Valuable. We got spoiled two years ago when we picked up. Uh, Jameson Williams from Ohio State, and we picked up uh, a couple other guys. And last year, I think JMO was sort of the exception. But last year, we picked up Gibbs. That was awesome. Everybody knew that was going to be a home run. It was. That was a home run get right there, Jameer Gibbs. I think our play calling didn't use him as effectively as I wanted to, but uh, Jameer Gibbs was a home run ball. What wasn't a home run ball 
was Burton. What wasn't a home run ball was uh, the the cat from Louisville. Uh, Tyler Harrell. Yeah. Tyler Harrell. Uh, Okay. And and so I think the lesson to be learned here, if you're Alabama or anybody else, is if you're an elite team, and when I say elite team, if if you're one of the top 10 or 12 teams in the country, don't think you're going to pull a player from the other top 10 or 12 that's going to help you. Don't, they're leaving that school for a reason. And yeah. if, if somebody like Drake May, somebody like Jameer Gibbs, talented players on teams that don't have an opportunity to play at the highest levels, those are great pickups. Those guys you want to go after. And I hope we will learn our lesson uh, trying to pick up, you know, players laterally from other teams. Now, one 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 exception to that may be you might you might really think about going over there and robbing several of those Texas A and M players with that yeah. monster fire because <laughs> they got a lot of talent last year and those guys are hitting the road and in their first year you you still may can make something out of those guys, but but otherwise I would tend to steer clear of the other elite teams. Yeah, that you know, we talked about that and Tyler Harrell, just his injury and then him I don't know if he didn't learn the playbook or what, but it, it it's concerning. And I you know, I don't know you know, you can jump in the portal and some of these players are jumping in the portal to see what they can get NIL. And, you know, the coaches have absolutely lost all the power. And I know it would be maybe an unpopular move. But I wish coaches would kind of band together and say, look, if you want to jump in the portal, jump in the portal. But the minute you jump in the portal, you have, your plate is broken at our school. You have no place. You cannot come back. So you need to think really hard, do I really want to get in the portal? Because if you do, your time at Alabama or your time at Kentucky or your time at USC is over. You know, Good luck yeah. finding a landing spot. We wish you well. But you will not be suiting up for us again. And if they would do that, I think it would cut down on some of this nonsense. But all it would take would be for one coach to break ranks, and then it, it all falls. It all falls yeah. apart. But I, so I think I think the way they structured the portal is that those coaches absolutely have that right. If I'm not mistaken, uh, if you enter the portal, I believe the way the rules were written up, and I may be wrong about this, but I think I'm right. If you enter the portal, the school that you're currently at absolutely has the right to pull your scholarship. Yeah, yeah. You know, and just and, and give it to somebody I, else. I think so. And, and I don't you know, know that that's done a lot, but um, but I think it's well within that right. Now, I understand well, you know, obviously, with. if Drake May jumps in the portal, you, North Carolina is going to do whatever they can to keep him. Where in, in my scenario, if Drake May jumps in the portal, he has played his last game for North Carolina. Yeah, so. no, no, no doubt. If he gets in the portal, Carolina's not win, winning a bidding war for that cat. Um, but that that would be. I mean, I'm I'm sure that's on top of your Christmas list. But he's got to get in there before we can start wrapping him up. Yeah, and then we got to see how bad we want to piss off Ty Simpson, Jalen Milrow, and then the the two the two guys longer and and Holstein coming in. And I just don't know if it's worth it long term. You know. Because we're not a program that is devoid of talent. Like when USC, when they got Caleb Williams, they were devoid of talent. And it was like, hey, you know, I mean, the guy's a Heisman Trophy finalist. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they made the right call. So, I don't know. you got to be very careful if you're a high-profile team. You know, Georgia Georgia went after – they were in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes last year. And here they are with with Stetson Bennett and, you know, looking to go back-to-back. So – uh, quickly, because we're we're out of time. Uh, national champion. Who's your national champion? Uh, I think it's Georgia. If they get by Ohio, I think the winner of the Georgia Ohio State game is the champion. I lean Georgia, but it would not surprise me at all if Ohio State didn't win that opening game. No, Michigan's got cakewalk to the championship. Yeah, and that's I'm taking Michigan, and and one I think they're going to be in the finals, and you got to be in the finals to win it. But two, I think that I think them making the playoffs last year and seeing what it took to to play because you know Georgia ran rough shot over them. I think now they know what it takes to play. They're gonna they should tune up TCU pretty easily, 
And uh, I look for Michigan to win it. You know, any time you start talking about how great a team is, they lose. And, you know, Georgia's hearing it right now. Maybe best team ever. And, by gosh, they look good. But, you know, every time Bama was on the cusp of being the best team ever, 2016, 2018, we dropped the, the national title game. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I hope it's I, – I just want TCU to get run. I want TCU to get absolutely embarrassed. That, that would be my goal. Agreed. And, and you yeah. know, this sets up like 2014, Bama 1, Ohio State 2, slipping in at the end. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, we were a seven-point favorite in that game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, well, that wraps us up. And uh, next week we'll have a podcast, I'm pretty sure. Might actually have a, uh, a special guest. It's, it's, we're, we're trying to get something in the works. I'm, I'm hoping it comes to fruition. I think it'll be a real treat, Clark, if it happens. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> well, as always, guys, if you're going to hate Auburn, you have to hate early and hate often. Roll Tide. Oh, and don't forget, guys, we have a number one team in the country matchup with our basketball team this Saturday, so stay tuned for I'm Not Charging, You're Charging. Roll right Tide. Right around the corner. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy, guys. All right.